My mother held on to a lie for about 50 years until she passed away seven years ago. And I still needed to forgive her. I'm Michael Rett, and this is Authentic Christianity. So, to my listeners, please forgive me for taking so long. I know it's been at least like six weeks, two months. I don't even know the last time I had a podcast. I got a new phone. Forgot the password. It just took me a while. It's been a it's been a, a really good summer. I hope you all are doing really well too. Thank you again for tuning in so much. Um, but it's also been a very busy summer, as I have a lot of studying to do. A big exam coming up this fall, which is the next part of my PhD program. So that has been um, along with my family, spending time with my wife and son, and exercise. Um, studying has been one of my other priorities. I actually haven't barely even been on any of my social media. Um, Instagram was my main one. I barely posted any of my workouts, anything, because I, I just don't have like the, the time to even think about it. Because, you know, it's, it's margin. You know, you have to think about margin. But anyway, um, I've been wanting to talk about forgiveness. So I thought about this a few months ago um, when I heard something in the news. I heard a sermon about it today, and I was like, it's time. I just got to get back to my podcast, do it, stop, you know, being intimidated, stop being intimidated to start, and just do it. So um, what inspired me a few months ago to discuss this is there's a kid. Um, his name is Kyle Kashiv. Some of you that follow the news may have heard of him. He's a survivor of the Parkland High School shooting, which happened in 2018. And um, in, in Florida, obviously horrible. I'm not going to get into any of that. Um, after that shooting, of course, there's a lot of calls for you know, more gun restrictions and whatnot. I'm not going to get into the politics. Kyle um, Kashev leans um, more conservatively. He's still very much pro-Second Amendment. He's been outspoken about that. Uh, but that's just who he is. That actually has nothing to do with what happened. In this, oh, may, actually, I think it, it maybe does. But so he got accepted into Harvard, actually, and then all of a sudden, a couple months after his acceptance, he got unaccepted because it was discovered that in a Google chat room, he uh, made some disparaging comments, uh, rac- racist comments. I don't know what they were. I looked them up. Um, I don't need to know what they were. I don't want to know what they were. Um, so I did hear an interview with him. He said that uh, he and his friends were just basically trying to outdo each other. And you do... I'm not excusing behavior. I'm not. Um, you, you say a lot of stupid things when you're young. You know, as a teenager, mid-teenager. Uh, I said a lot of stupid things when I was a, a teenager, too. And in college, too. That, But here, here's the thing. Cause social media... It wasn't even social media. It was a Google chat room. So someone else in the chat room basically leaked that information. And that seems to be the impetus for why Harvard uninvited him. What I don't understand is why we can't recognize that we can change. Because we can change. We can realize we say really, really dumb things. I, I actually hate it. And I think about this like... What if some say I get some like big job or you know I'm out maybe more in the public eye and maybe this podcast takes off 
And all of a sudden it's like, oh, yo, Michael, I remember him. He he said X, Y, Z. Or he, he used to do, you know, he was really promiscuous in college. I'll admit it. That was, it was a weakness in college. I was seeking my validation in, in women. Um, partially, anyway, not in God. So, is there grace? Is there forgiveness? Thank God there isn't Jesus. But we need to be more like that with each other. Especially something that happened that's relatively innocuous so long ago. There are times when someone seriously may hurt you. And that may be more difficult to forgive. So I, I speak I speak about this um, not naively, but in a sense, um, and I'm not I'm not like building myself up here. Forgiveness is something that does come easily for me. Um, one of my other it's, it's not a fruit of the spirit. I think it's related to the fruit of the spirit of like love and, and I think it's mercy fruit of the spirit. Um, Patience is not easy for me, so I will. I can admit some of that. And self-control, I'm still working on that. Always working on that. Um, so, so forgiveness comes relatively easily. Um, it's not always easy to recognize, though. It's um, there's there's a verse James four seventeen that talks about if you if you know the right thing to do and you fail to do it, that's sin, basically. Um, and that's true. It is. Well, it is true. Um, you know, it can lead to so many things. When you don't forgive people, the other person that you haven't forgive, forgiven may not even know you're upset with them. They don't care. They might be going on about that. If they could hurt you, you know, something. It, it could be something dumb, like one of my neighbors. Um, this isn't... This one guy, he gets mad because um, someone else started parking in his parking spot. Um, and that parking spot isn't even on his property. He just kind of always parked there, but new owners, new people moved in, and they started parking there. It's really kind of... He got really mad. And it's like, this is just a story I kind of heard. And I'm like, yeah, that, that that's silly to me. You know, someone physically hurts you. Emotionally, spiritually much much harder to forgive so I can and I can speak to that so if you notice the title um, my mother lied my brother betrayed me um, not glib so my mother died in 2012 I've shared that before I love my mother I, I, I miss her sometimes I see those things on Mother's Day I'd say you know today it's a little bit harder for me it's not because of couple things that this is one thing really one thing that happened at the end of her life um now that i have my son he's almost two years old i think about her more because if i know how much she would love him and spend time with him and, and that's difficult some of you may understand what i mean so my mom so my oldest brother was born in 63 and this story's out. Everyone knows. So, and you know what? If this can help somebody, and I've shared this before, in, in um, I've done some speaking to groups, high school kids. He um, he found out after my mother died that 
his father wasn't really his biological father. Let me say that again. After my mom died of cancer, I think holding on to something like that for 50 years, after my mother passed away, he found out that his father, who's my father, obviously my biological father, is not his biological father, but he's the man they're raising. I'm much, much younger than my siblings. You apparently maybe suspected some things. My mother, because I actually did, some of us did know about it before she passed away. Um, and she told me before she passed, she didn't, she couldn't bring herself to say anything. So after my mother died, put all the other stuff to the side for now. I'm left, my, my lasting impression of my mother, the woman who raised me, who was always there for me, much more involved than my father, much, um, you know, um, unconditional type love. I could talk to her about anything. She understood me. We used to go out to dinner and eat. Like, we had such a strong relationship. She used to visit me at college and we'd go out to eat and just talk. It was great. My lasting impression of her, my final impression of her, is that of a liar. I don't like dishonesty. I'm a very honest person. Sometimes too honest, I put my foot in my mouth. I'm not perfect at being honest. Like, I've never lied before. Um, but that's what I'm left with, and I had to deal with that. It, 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 I think for a time, and, and so then a year later, I, I get cancer. And there's one time after chemotherapy, I don't know if I shared this before, um, where uh, we're leaving the session, my wife and I, and we stopped, and talking because you know because of chemotherapy your your mind's not you know you get really emotional sometimes and I just start talking about how angry I was at her start crying like bawling and then I just said I forgive her no I forgive her I think I, I probably have forgiven her but I don't think I've really like talked talked about it yet um didn't want to hold on to that the same year my mother died, I had a huge falling out with my other brother. A huge, huge falling out. I looked up to him for much of my life. He was 11 years older than me. Like a father figure in some ways, good and bad. My father is emotionally unavailable. Like, unfortunately, many men of his generation. My father's father's dad was not available for him. How could, you know. Um, so... My brother betrays me. We didn't have a great relationship at that time anyway. So I don't talk to him for, that was 2012, for seven years, almost seven years. Two, three months ago, I get a text from him. Your brother, is this still your phone? Can we talk? I was actually expecting it because he had met with my father a few weeks prior. My father's like, yeah, I talked with your brother. Again, this is a different brother, not the brother I first shared about. My next oldest brother. I have a brother 
sister and then my oldest brother. So, you know, I, I took a day. I knew I was eventually going to meet with him. You know, we sat, so we sat down at a Starbucks. You know, he shared everything that was going on with him, the brokenness he had dealt with, you know, suicidal, yeah. Problems with, with, with his business. Said that, I, I believe he said he failed me. Ask for forgiveness. Yep. I forgive you. I had forgiven him, but I hadn't seen him. There's a difference, and I'll talk more about this later, between forgiveness and reconciliation. Now, had I not forgiven him or forgiven my mother, what I'm left with is a tortured conscience relationships maybe I take it out on other people my testimony is destroyed um, Psalm 66 18 I have to be um, I basically says I can't hold wickedness in my heart don't hold wickedness in your heart because then God will hear you and this is true if you're holding on to something, and I have a very close friend, and this message, Chris, this message is partly for you too, if you ever listen to this. He and his sister don't get along. I know a good amount of the story. Forgive her if you haven't, if you haven't already. Because forgiving someone else is about you. It's about it's about me. Forgiving. My mom and brother, or forgive me anyone, forgive my wife, other friends. And that there actually is one person I think about I do need to ask forgiveness from. I need to ask forgiveness. Because if you don't forgive, that gives the devil a foothold. It's just like when I talked when I talked about addiction. If you don't confess, just out loud, confess to God, to somebody that this is what I'm struggling with, you keep it hidden in the shadows where the devil can work when you reveal it and release it to s someone you can trust of course then god can come in and heal that wound opening the wound cleaning it out god can work and god can heal hebrews twelve fifteen talks about a bitter root a little bitterness is, you know, in, in herbs. Yeah, sometimes you need that a little bit. But a bitter root can come and it says it can, it can defile you. And just make you like ugly and dirty. And, you know, I'm sure we all see those people. The people that the littlest thing sets them off. And there are times in my life where it happened like that. Um, so I, I do encourage all of you to, to take inventory. Is there anyone you need to forgive? that we need to ask forgiveness of. Um, to just let it go. Because it's free. It's freeing. It's so freeing. Like sometimes saying no is, is freeing. And some people are very much, they can't say no to others, but you do. It's, it's very freeing. Ask for, um, forgive people. Then, you don't have to forget. 
this is this is part of what the pastor um, at Grace and Mount Church said today. He heard a rabbi speaking, and they were talking about the Holocaust. So I can't even relate in any any way of what this rabbi said, and I'm not even going to try to 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 pick it apart. He just said, "We can't forgive because if we forgive, we forget." And this is a Holocaust survivor who's in his nineties. Wow. I can't imagine. I, I see. I've not been through anything close to any kind of oppression, you know, as, as a as a Christian. And I'll, I'll even get a little intersectional as a white male in America. Um. You know, I've not been oppressed like Christians in China or elsewhere, or in, or in, in Egypt when those when the Muslim Brotherhood cut off thirty one heads of Coptic Christians in Egypt. That's not oppression. You know, I'm not a victim. I've been hurt. It doesn't minimize my hurt. No one's going to minimize my hurt and say, well, you never, but you know, you got to live my life. Um, I've experienced enough hurt, like I'm sure many of you have. So, by saying we can't forgive because you can't forget, no, you can forgive. You don't have to forget. You can work through those things. I just had an issue. Um, they're um, changing churches. We're going to Grace on Mount Church now in Netcong, New Jersey. And we're enjoying it. And um, changing churches is not easy if any of you out there have done it. Um, you know, it's a loss. You have to grieve every loss. And... Um, just think about some, you know, the conversation we had with um, our pastor and one of the elders and some things that, you know, were, were uneasy and kind of like, well, you know, some things I thought that were, were said or insinuated. And I was like, I don't appreciate that. And uh, I was like, well, you know, that's not right. And then, you know, today in church, it's like, well, I forgive him though. And I'm like, but there's some things I will still need to work through. I've forgiven you. I've forgiven you, but I have to work through some things. And then the other thing is, so say I, I forgave my brother, you know, seven years ago, six, seven years ago. I wasn't reaching out to him to reconcile. That wasn't safe. Or, or think about a woman in an abusive relationship. She leaves, she can forgive that person that abused her. You don't go out to see reconciliation. It's unsafe. There are safe. There are such things as safe walls. So you know, be cautious in that. But the general notion of just forgiving, I think, would be such a benefit to society, to our country as a whole, maybe in our in our communities. Something someone said on social media a year ago, five years ago. That gets called out. Well, you said this. I was young and I was stupid. I'm sorry. We should be willing to say we're sorry too. That's just pride and stubbornness. So, I thank you all for listening. Hopefully, prayerfully, I will be much more. Um, there will be much more regular regularity with uh, <laughs> with um with these podcasts. 
So uh, stay real, everyone, and enjoy your week. Thank you all so much for listening to episode 7 of the Authentic Christianity Podcast. As always, comments are welcome. Please hit me up anytime on my Instagram, Michael Rett, my Twitter, Michael Rett1, or on Facebook. Take care.